This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are, hour number two on a Buffalo Victory Friday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on the heels of Buffalo's 24-10 victory over the Patriots last night to improve to 9-3 and on the season, get their first division win of the year, and momentarily hold the top spot in the AFC East. Time for us, though, to welcome in senior producer from NFL Films, and co-host of the ESPN NFL Matchup Show, one Greg Cosell joining us on the line. And Greg, uh, long night last night for all of us. You're up bright and early chopping up the tape. Yeah. Um, give me your maybe initial takeaways from the Buffalo performance. Well, I really loved what the offense looked like. We've talked so many times about how great Josh Allen is and arguably – you could argue that he's the most gifted quarterback we've ever seen. Um, and to rely on his physical gifts all the time is really, really difficult. And sometimes I sense that that's the way they play. And last night I thought with the run game being what it was with the use of personnel, which we'll get into in a second, but I almost felt like guys, when I watched the tape, cause you know, watching the tape is always different from watching the game. And I did watch the whole game on TV last night, but I almost felt as if watching the tape that the bills approach was we are better than you and we are just going to line up and play and physically control the game. That's kind of the way I felt watching the tape. We, and obviously when you play that way, not every run is a dominant run, but I felt like they lined up and said, you know, we're going to control the game. The run game is going to be a factor. We'll, we'll throw it. Obviously they're going to throw it. But it, it was not a game in which they said to Josh Allen, you have to be Superman in order for us to win. In fact, their longest pass play came on the first possession when Josh left the pocket and did that little push pass to Naheem Hines. That was their longest pass play of the game. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. We were, we've been talking about how it seemed like the coaching staff had a, always had a big-picture mentality saying, listen, we're— they're not going to score enough points to beat us, so we're going to do some things to try and uh, right. to control the game, basically. They had 38 minutes 
plus of time of possession and just it just never really looked like the Bills believed that this game was in doubt, even though it was a, a, for a long, large part of the first half, a, a one score game, two score sure. game. Um, how do you, are we off our rocker thinking that this, there's a team out there that wouldn't just go out there and say, Hey, listen, we're going to try and run these guys into the ground, no matter what. Um, are we do teams? Do you really think there's a possibility the Bills that listen? We're we're going to win this game, so we're just going to run the football and get some things on film, screw up some tendencies, do some things like that for our future opponents. You mean as opposed to, to making somewhat of a transition to trying to run the ball on a weekly basis? Yeah, um, that's a tough thing to answer. I mean, look, they had a 14 play, 56 yard drive in the second quarter that took almost eight minutes off the clock, Steve. And they had eight runs and six passes. Then they had the 15-play, 96-yard drive, which featured eight runs and seven called passes. When do we really see the Bills play that way? So the question is, did they do this just last night? Because obviously the goal was to win last night. Right. Or is this something they feel that they have to do in order to become a better team overall? Um, Because as we've said many times, it's hard to play every week in this league just to ask your quarterback to be special all the time, as special as Josh can be. You know, last night, Hines played more snaps by far than he played in any previous game. They had 13 snaps of the pony package, where they had both Hines and another back in the game. It was it was Cook. They, they ran it 13 times. It was Cook and Hines 12 times. It was Singletary and, and uh, Hines one time. 12 of those 13 times, they put Hines in motion. They basically ran the ball from the pony package. They did not throw it very much. So they started to do some more things that my guess is it's probably a little bit of both. They want to show defenses some things that they now have to prepare for, but I think they probably also feel that these are things that can now help our offense. I mean, Cook's 28-yard run came out of the pony package. Right. Yeah, I I think it is the latter. I was talking to Steve earlier in the show I had a conversation back and forth with Stephon Diggs during his post-game press conference in Detroit last week when they were relatively – they weren't perfectly balanced, but they were running the ball more. They did the same thing against yep. Cleveland uh, where they you know, made a concerted effort to run the football as well. I'm going to give you Diggs' quote on this because I think this sheds some light on where they're trying to go with this offense. He said, I feel like we're finding the balance, the real balance in past years – We've been pretty pass-heavy, but Motor and the running backs do a great job. I feel like we're finding other ways to win, and it's actually helping us. We might not be as sharp yet in all those other areas, but we're working at it. I feel like we're growing as we're going. To me, that says they are looking to be a complete offense that can win in any way necessary in a given week. Now, how successful they are with that as time goes on remains to be seen, but it seems like there is a concerted effort here, Greg, to be a complete offense that can win a multitude of ways and not just in the way that has become the signature of the Bills' offense the last two years. And I think, Brownie, that that's a great point, and I think Diggs is right. Because to me, look, we know how phenomenal Josh Allen was in the two playoff games last year. He was on a record pace, and obviously they lost to the Chiefs. And he played sensational football, and he's capable of that any time because he's that gifted. But 
normally, and Steve, I think you would agree with this, having been on teams that got to the Super Bowl four times, and you know what that's all about, is you have to be able to win multiple ways to be a great team. If you can only win one way, sure, if a guy gets super hot, if Josh you know, Allen is super incredibly hot like he was, that's great. But it's hard to say, hey, he has to be that way all the time or we don't have a chance to win. So what you said, Brownie, about Diggs, and Diggs has been around the league a long time. I've never met him, but he strikes me as a guy that's pretty sharp yeah. about the game and about how it's played. Um, I think his statement is 100% right on the money. You've got to be able to win in multiple ways to be a great team. Well, one of the reasons you got to do that and get, be ready for that, and certainly there are teams that don't feel like they don't try to do this, but I think the reason you do is because at this point of the season, even this deep into a regular season, you don't know the matchup that's going to be a win, one and done game. You may Correct. get matched up with a a Baltimore Ravens team or, the, or, Titans or the Titans for that matter, or you might get matched up with a Chiefs or a Miami team that where you're going to have to score 30 plus points. You don't know what's going to be required of you, and you got to find out what you got and what you can go to. When you do get the matchup in a game, either for the division title coming up or in a playoff game where if you don't win, you go home. So you really do or, need to find out. <laughs> or, or Steve, the other thing, let's say you get into a playoff game. Let's say it's Baltimore, you know, whatever team it is. And by chance, you get up in the third quarter and you're up 21-10. Okay. You want to be able to run the ball to some degree. It doesn't mean you're handing off every single time. But at that point in time, look, I remember the game – which game was it a few weeks ago um, where they got the ball in the fourth quarter and they were ahead? The, it was the they, Packers. Was the pack? Was it the Packers? I think so. And they maybe. threw it three times in a row and they didn't. They basically didn't use any clock. And they were, I believe, they were winning the game at the time. I wish I could remember the specific game, but you know, and that's why I thought that when they got the ball in this game, uh, and it was late in the game. Okay, they started the fourth fourth quarter possession leading 24-7. Their first five plays had six O-linemen and two tight ends. And the first four plays, uh, they, well, they actually had a, had the quick slant to, to Diggs on third and one, um, which was actually a very nice play call given the fact that, that of what personnel they had. But I think you want to be in a situation, guys, where you can do that, where you can line up and say, hey, you know what, we're going to run the ball now. And, you know, we know that you know we're going to run it, but we're going to run the ball. And you're going to have to stop us from running the ball. And by the way, I don't think their O-line is a great O-line by any means, but I think this helps their O-line. Yeah. You, you know, Steve, how O-linemen love to run block far more than they like to be reactive in pass protection. Yeah, I and, thought, I thought And they didn't was, have Dawkins last night. Right, I thought that was a tactic Correct. they used because Dawkins wasn't there and they were struggling on the edges last night. It's even one more reason yeah. why just run at a, at a speed edge rusher, sometimes the best strategy is to run right at them and, yeah. and push them out of the way. Uh, and which is, I think, part of yeah. the plan going in, if they had a chance to do it, to help their offensive line by giving the defensive line a little something more to think about than just putting their ears back and chasing Josh Allen all over the yard. Yeah. 
No, and, and, and you know, Josh is phenomenal. We know that. But Josh does have a tendency at times to break down in the pocket a little early because he knows he can make plays with his legs. And, you know, you don't want to get caught up in that where he's he ends up being a runaround quarterback. Obviously, he can make special plays. Look, that play, the touchdown to Davis was as special as it gets. But you can't live like that. You can't live with the idea that he's going to make those kinds of plays all the time. We get used to it and we think it's going to happen, but you can't assume that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen this personnel grouping in weeks. I think all season there might be four total plays run out of 10 personnel. They ran four, yeah, four last, last night, night, Greg, and they yeah. ran it every single time. Four carries for 27 yeah. yards. They ran it on first and 20. They ran it again yeah. on second and 10. They ran it on second and eight, and they ran it on second and seven, mostly with James Cook, but four carries, 27 yards out of 10 personnel. Maybe explain how spreading the field that way helps when you have a back like Cook in the game. Well, when you spread the field, what you're essentially doing is you're changing run support because obviously you're always going to have D linemen and they're responsible for the first level. But then you start getting to the second and third level and there's run support players that are primary run support players, meaning their number one responsibility is to play the run. So if you're lining up, let's say, in a normal personnel package and you have two stacked linebackers, okay? They have primary run responsibilities. But if you're going to spread the field, sometimes what happens with those guys is they have to stretch out a little. So instead of being stacked players, they become overhang players or they become they bump out over the slot and you change the way run support is dealt with. And it benefits you because now you're limiting second level defenders. And so even if your first level does a pretty good job, let's say your back cuts back. There may be no defender there for the cutback because the second level defenders have been removed or expanded. So it really can help your run game. And and just getting back to Cook, we saw last night, look, Cook has we're not going to sit here and say who's a better back. Singletary is what, a third year back at this point or a fourth year fourth back? Year, yeah. So he's got a lot more experience, but Cook just has more explosive juice to him. And you can see that when he carries the football. I'm going to ask you a little something about the other side of the football. Tremaine Edmonds oh, was yeah. back in the lineup. Uh, Milano was healthy. They got Tredavious White on for a bunch of snaps last night. Yep. Uh, Xavier Rhodes was on the field for the, really the first time uh, last last night. Extended uh, time. Extended yeah. time. And the defensive line, you know, uh, got one sack out of the game, but really held the New England rushing attack to being yep. a negligible factor in the game. What do you think of the way the Bills defensive played and and what do you have what are your thoughts? Loved it. Obviously, we know they played nickel on every snap. Um look, run defense, part of run defense is often winning one-on-one matchups. We know that. You know, obviously there's scheme involved, there's the way you align your front, there's the way you use your linebackers to fill, but Oftentimes, run defense is about winning one-on-one matchups, and I thought they won their fair share of one-on-one matchups. I can remember a few offhand. I thought Lawson beating uh, tight end Henry on a one-yard run by Harris. That was uh, in the first half. That was a really good play. Epinesa beating the the left tackle uh, Brown, I believe it was in the. I believe it was the Patriots' first third-quarter possession. Um, actually, Milano did a really good job there as well. He forced Stevenson to bounce. Um, you know, just. There's a play that that um, uh, Edmonds made, which was actually the result of what um, uh, 
Phillips did. He made the play with his quick penetration of the ball, preventing Andrews from pulling cleanly to get out in front and block Edmonds. And then Edmonds, you know, made the tackle and it was a great job by Edmonds, but he, he needed to be blocked by the puller and, and Phillips stopped that. So I thought their run defense was really, really good. I, they played a ton of zone. That was the game plan. They didn't play much man. They didn't pressure a lot. Um, they had some pressures, some zone exchange pressures where they brought a second level player, but still only rushed four. But I thought they played really well. And, and I thought in watching the tape, I thought Mac Jones did not play well at all. Yeah, I was going to ask you, as much as we want to give credit to the Bills defense, which, you know, played a sound fundamental game for the most part yep. defensively, how broken is the Patriots offense? Um. You know, I always hate saying this because it comes across as a rip on coaches. And, and you guys know me well enough to know that I do not rip coaches because I know how hard I work. So therefore, I know how hard they work when they've got 25 people working and it's just me. So I don't sit here. There's so much I don't know. So I don't sit here and say, oh, bad game plan, bad this, bad that. But I, I, I sense watching the Patriots all year, and it was certainly noticeable last night. I, I'm struggling to f figure out what their offensive identity is. You know, do they want to be a running football team to start? Do they want to throw? What You know, what are they right now? And I, I'm not sure. Now, I'm sure if they had a coach here, they'd tell me, they'd give me an answer. But I don't know. And I think Mac Jones is the kind of quarterback that needs a complete offense. He needs everything working. He's not a overly talented guy. You know, he's a guy that is efficient. Um he needs the scheme to work for him to present the reads and the throws. I thought last night he missed some things. The intentional grounding call was on Mac Jones all the way. It was a three-step drop. It was slant flat. I mean, the flat, the slant was wide open. You got to throw the ball, you know? So he, he had a number of those plays last night. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, I would agree with you. What about uh, the run defense of the bills? I've, I've, it's been something that is a little bit of a roller coaster, um, and also last night, once again, they, they, were, they didn't do it last night, but they almost did. They get this team into a third and 15 or a third and 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they give up a 14-yard play or a 10-yard play. And I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, that was after the intentional grounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was surprised yeah, no, that yeah. Bill Belichick, given the atmosphere that they're living in over there, that he didn't say, you know what, we got to get this yard. Let's go. Um, even in their Yeah, well, area. they were very deep in their territory because that was after the uh, the grounding. And, and that was in the first half of the game. So he probably felt there was a lot of game left, um, you know, but just talking about the Patriots again, no knock on the coaches, but I just didn't quite understand that final drive. And, you know, I put some of that on Mac Jones. You got to turn the ball loose. You know, I don't know when exactly what the time was Brownie. Maybe you remember when they got the ball trailing 24 seven in the fourth quarter, you know, you can't throw checkdowns. You got to throw the ball, you know, and I'm not saying you just throw it up for grabs, but there were throws to be made there when I watched the tape and, you know, he, he didn't turn it loose. That's when you got to turn it loose. Yeah. That's when you got to take a shot, you know, throwing a four yard check down at that point, you know, they end up with a really long drive, whatever number of plays it 17. was. I mean, yeah. yeah, 15 plays and they end up with a field goal, you know, again, it's, it's going to come across like I'm ripping the coaches, but I think Mac Jones bears some responsibility. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Stability as well. Watching the tape, there were throws to be made. Yeah, it reminded me of Trent Edwards a lot. Um, you know, throwing two yards short of the Oh, the old Stanford quarterback. Yeah, throwing two yards short of the sticks on third down. Taking a field goal when you're down by three scores, you know, in the fourth quarter, it's just it's it reminded me, unfortunately, and of the Dick Duran era and, you know, Trent Edwards throwing the ball around. That's that's what it looked Look, like. I'm not to saying me. they could have won the game, Brownie, but let's say you get the ball with whatever they got it and they get down and score in four plays and all of a sudden it's 24-14 with five minutes to go. I'm not saying they win the game, right. but the whole feel of the game changes for that moment. Yeah, at least you make it interesting. Uh, Last thing that I wanted to throw at you, and I know we'll talk more about this next week, Mike White, a quarterback for the Jets, Buffalo's next opponent. He has played the Bills before. He did it last November. It didn't go well for him. I remember. 24 of 44 for 251 and four picks. No touchdowns. They lose 45-17. I realize the Jets are a different team this year. Their defense is, you know, top 10. They're legit. Um, Mike White had a good first first start last week, as we know. The same can be said last year when he came in and played Indianapolis um, in relief, and he had a good game against Cincinnati uh, on Halloween last year, and then it kind of went the wrong way after that. Um, do we think that his one start last week shows us anything different about his game than the Bills saw last year? Well, Brownie, I don't want to cop out, but I think we got to wait to see him play this week. I mean, it was, it was one start. He played extremely well. I thought the coaching staff did an outstanding job early in the game, giving him basic concepts, basic reads and throws so he could settle into the game. He did have a couple of plays where he clearly read coverage well, read, read safety rotation, understood what it meant, understood where to go with the ball. So I'm not going to say he didn't play well or it doesn't mean anything. Hey, Steve, you know you play in an NFL game and you play well. That means something. It's yeah. hard to do. You know that. So I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but I think we need to see a little bit larger sample size before we decide what he is or what he can be. Um, but I think the Bills' defense, I think it's savvy. It's smart. 
I love watching Poyer. He made an unbelievable play on a screen where he read the guard starting to pull immediately. You know, they just have a smart, savvy defense. Milano is phenomenal. You know, Edmonds is a good player. You know, let's see how the Jets play this week, and then we'll reconvene next week. And because yeah. obviously that's going to be a very big game because the Jets already beat them. Right. Well, everybody here in Buffalo is going to be watching the schedule this week as Miami takes on the 49ers yep. and the Kansas City Chiefs um, take on the Cincinnati Bengals. What matchups are you looking at this weekend? Because uh, this is a really good weekend for NFL football. It's a really good week. I mean, Miami, I'm fascinated to see how Kyle Shanahan and that staff, D'Amico Ryans, defend Miami because they know all the the principles and concepts of that offense because it's their offense. I'm so curious to see how they defend it because you watch the Dolphins sometimes, guys, and it just looks like pitch and catch. And, you know, I'm so curious about that. And then I'm really curious about KC and Cincinnati because KC in their – in their sub packages on defense starts two corner rookie corners on the outside and the uh, Bengals are a heavy 11 personnel team and there may be no quarterback in the league who's as aggressive throwing the ball vertically outside the numbers as Joe Burrow. Yeah. And he may have Jamar chase back this week as well. Possibly they're saying, yeah, possibly Joe Mixon too. Uh, And they're very, very quietly on a three game winning streak. They're kind of picking up momentum just like they did last year. at this time when they made their run. Greg, thanks as always. Enjoy your weekend of football. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Greg Cosell's weekly segment is presented by Scott Lawnyard, an official commercial site work partner of the Buffalo Bills. Steve and I take a break here, but your phone calls and comments on the tweet sheet next. You're on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to a Buffalo Victory Friday. Time to go around the locker room presented by Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We begin with Mitch Morse on the balanced attack with the offense against the Patriots. When you have a guy like uh, you know Judon or Uche or any of those dudes or any of those interior guys, they not only are they coached well, they're just good. They're just darn good football players. So whenever we can put ourselves in a position where we're just not you know, taking five-step drops or playing that much empty, and we can kind of at least get them on their toes and make them think a little bit, uh, that helps us out a lot. So but to do that and for the offensive coordinator to feel like he can call those calls, we have to execute a little bit. And uh, and we were able to make some adjustments in the sideline, uh, find the plays that were working for us a little bit. And, you know, they, they still were, you know, cha- it was a very challenging front. And um, it felt felt good to execute in the run game to give ourselves a little bit of you know a little bit of a cushion at least to not feel like we have to drop back and play one dimensional. Yeah, we talked about that earlier in the show. I mean, that's they're trying to diversify the well, ways in which they can win football games. Uh, there's only so much time in a week, and you've got to get ready for the team and what they do. And if you're doing a lot of things really well, there's just not enough time in the week. Yeah. So. Um, that put this puts pressure on teams that they're com- that are coming down the you know down the schedule, uh, the Jets and the Dolphins uh, first and foremost, and it gives you some margin of error later on in games where maybe they won't be as prepared to stop some stuff you're really doing well. Got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs commenting on the 15 play, 94 yard scoring drive that put them up 24 to seven and basically choked the life out of the game. Anytime you can go 95 yards, it's it's a plus. But when you do it that way, and, and it's it's a long, sustaining drive, um, you know those ones those ones feel really good. You know those 
those O-linemen, they love those types of drives where they can just kind of go in there and, and grind it out. Um, so again, our guys, I, I thought we played really well tonight. Um, you know, obviously only 24 points, but our defense played played fantastic ball where we didn't feel like we had to press and, and make any mistakes. Obviously, there's a few plays that we'd like to have back. Um, but again, these are these are these are good wins in division away. It's hard to win this league, so we'll uh, you know we'll learn from this one, move on. Performing at a high level uh, in high pressure situations, uh, leading with Josh, making good decisions, uh, running backs protecting the ball, and you know those small passes really you know getting us first downs or getting us eight nine yards. It's huge. You know what I'm saying so we're second in inches instead of third and one. You know I just feel like when it's uh, a conglomerate of everybody doing their job. Uh, it's a lot of success. It's a lot of success, and it seems like a, I guess like a well-oiled machine. But it's a lot that goes into it. You know, guys blocking extremely well, uh, catching the ball, getting north, just like little things that they preach. That it sounds like you know you hate hearing it uh, for as a player. Like, damn, you always say that, coach, but it, it works. So uh, something that we're going to lean on. All right, and yeah, I, I, that kind of falls in line with the quote I used from Diggs from the Detroit game. They're trying to win in different ways, force defenses to have to be concerned with everything, well, not just one thing. Plus, they're gaining some confidence in all these different areas of the game so that when they do need them, they won't feel like, wow, I don't know if we can do that or not. They'll have some confidence in them and being able to do it and do it well. So I'm, uh, yeah, a game like this, <clears throat> it's unbelievable to say it, but it was almost like a get well game for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Even though they won the previous two? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a get-well game. I, they they just were able to do some things they would love to do better on a more regular basis. They were successful doing it. Uh, it's got to give them some confidence going forward. They probably learned a little bit about themselves, and the coaching staff learned a little bit about their players, which will help them be more selective in what they do going forward. So um, huge win, and I think it's, it really taught this team something about itself that may come in handy in the weeks to come. Shaq Lawson, three tackles, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit in yesterday's effort. And here is here are his thoughts on the performance of the defensive line getting pressure on Mac Jones. Any quarterback in the league, you put pressure on him. It's, I mean, it's hard to complete. I, I feel like even when I play man, when people put pressure on me, I feel like a real quarterback in real life. So, man, I just know how they feel, man. That heat come in your face, that pressure, a little different, man. I ain't going to lie to you. So uh, apparently Shaq knows how it feels to be on both sides of the equation thanks to his deep experience in playing Madden <laughs> on, yeah. on. Oh, boy. He's he's a special cat, man. He's playing well. I love that he guy. He really is. He's playing really well. Uh, he's got to feel good about the direction the defense is headed. Um, and, you know, they, they only got one sack last night, but there's a couple of times when Max running yeah. all over the joint and really the interception slash not interception that Poyer had was a d result of Mac being chased and harried. Well, yeah, and, and making a bad throw. And you talked about how his stats go down precipitously earlier in the week on the I think it was yesterday's show. He's before bad the game against pressure. His 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 numbers drop like off a cliff when he's under pressure. He just can't do it. And the, the main reason why is, and we talked about this yesterday too, he's not a second reaction quarterback. If the initial play is blown up, it's very, he very rarely makes something out of nothing. He is not a second reaction thrower yeah. at all. If, yeah, and, and which is why uh, when he doesn't see it down the field, it, he becomes, you know, check down guy. And if that. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's going to spell problems. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. They got to get him to evolve away from that. That's Around the Locker Room, presented by Connect Life, your blood and organ donor network. We do want to go to the phones now. Waiting patiently, bury him in Buffalo. What do you got for us? You're on One Bills Live. Hey, Brownie, Brownie, good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon. good afternoon. It was my pleasure to meet you at the Jets Affair at the stadium a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Just a couple quick, quick thoughts. That play by Poyer, I think it was an interception, but I don't make the rules. Yeah. I think what the NFL should do, review it, and that rule should not be on the books, NFL, not for long. Number two, on the Gabe, D, I mean the Gabe uh, Davis touchdown, number 31 from the Patriots gave up on the play because he thought Allen was going out of bounds. Well, I'm glad he gave up. Touchdown, Davis. Nice meeting you guys again. Barry and Larry is back. Take care. All right, take care, and thank you for the call. Um, he's right. There were some players in the end zone for the Patriots who thought the play was over, and they got caught flat-footed. So when Josh Allen makes a second reaction play, as he is wont to do, they're not ready to spring into action to make a play on the ball. They can't do it because the ball's already there. And Gabe Davis has a touchdown catch. At the end of the That's play, right. yeah, and they gave up. They was, fell asleep. Well, I mean, I don't know what he gave up, but there were there were six or seven guys outside the hash marks toward Josh's side of the field when he stepped. He's flying out of bounds, or jumped out of bounds. There literally seven of the eleven defensive players on the field were outside the hash marks toward Josh, following him and following his eyes and doing all that, and he still made the play. Um. 
you could you could feel the air go out of that stadium oh. from Buffalo. It was glorious. It, the the place was you know the, you'd hear the crowd al- rise up a little bit when they chased him out of bounds like all right we're gonna get him we're gonna get him he goes out of bounds and then throws it and everybody's like oh and then they're waiting for the flag and it's like oh that's on us too defensive holding yeah and uh, yeah we're gonna decline that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it's uh, one it's, of those plays that just Josh just reached in and just ripped their heart out yeah um, and it was early in the game and it gave the Bills I believe that was the second touchdown to put it. Yes, it was that the second touchdown. 17, so it's 17-7. 17-7 at the point right before Game halftime. Over. And, Game's over there. And it felt like it was 35-7. The, uh, that play, speaking to, to Berriam's point about, you know, giving up on a play, it kind of reminds me of what coaches used to tell you. Well, this applies to a lot of sports, but I'm thinking of basketball here. Don't, don't be a ball watcher. You've got to see your man, and you've got to see the ball. So put yourself in a defensive position where you can yeah. see both. Those three guys in the end zone got caught ball watching because yeah. Gabe Davis just runs. But it's like a guy well, cutting back door on you in basketball, too. and you're not watching him. It's you're watching those, the ball. It's one of those plays, too, where everybody, you and me, and everybody thought 30, and I can't remember the number 30 defender's name. Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson. Everybody thought Mac Wilson was going to tackle him. Yeah. And he's going out of bounds, and he's jumping, and it's like, okay. No, not so fast. Yeah. Like, it, it took less than a half a second. The ball went from being out of bounds, tackled, maybe even a sack for the defense to a touchdown. And guys just – you get into that mental clock where it's like, okay, this play's over, and it's not over. Because Josh will try stuff like that that no other quarterback will try, and they just don't – and they're not going to see it again. 99 times out of 100, that play is over. And that's why Josh Allen's in the MVP conversation. Yeah. You're in, you're out. I just like the body language of the three guys <laughs> in the end zone after Gabe Davis is walking and celebrating and whatever. They're just like, did that, did that just happen? Did, shoulders down. Did we just give up a touchdown? What the shoulders hell? Shoulders are down. Just, heads are back looking at the, the sky going, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? We, we <clears> just <throat> gave up a touchdown there? Did there that was just no roar, no nothing. The crowd didn't even change. They were oh, like, are you, they, the so crowd delicious. was like, are you kidding me? The whole thing's delicious. They're looking at people with heads, both hands on their head. Beating that team up there, as they have now done three years in a row, it's like a gourmet meal. It really is. Every course is delicious. Everything is prepared perfectly. And you just walk out of the restaurant and you're like, that was a wonderful evening. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. That's how it is up there, walking out of that stadium and getting on the bus to go to the airport. It's fantastic. It never gets old. You know, for Bills fans, seeing seeing the, you know, and the the video that came out after Mac Jones yelling on the sidelines that quick game sucks. You got to, you know, throw throw it down the field. You got to throw the ball. And Greg Greg Cosell said it. They're trying to throw the football. You got to rip it. Let it rip, Mac. It's on you. You got to pull the trigger. Some of this is on you. Um, they're struggling over there, no question about it. It's a bad day in New England, uh, which is, you know, heroin for Bills fans. But yeah, oh, I'm so distraught about it. I got, can't take it. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly go to the tweet sheet, which is brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. Biggest takeaways from the Bills win over the Patriots. Herb says, my biggest takeaways are Josh didn't throw any INTs. Our running game showed out last night. The Bills defense is getting a lot healthier as we go. Defense played an awesome game. Only one sack, but we're disrupting the Patriots passing game 
all night long. Jeremy says, after the Patriots TD, this team seemed to get it together and it reminded me of the 2020 Bills, a team that when you're watching, you get the feeling everything's going to be okay. Josh fumbled, yes, but I don't fully put that on him, more so on the bad left side of the line play. And then Justin says, I think Dawson needs to be more involved in the passing game. I know they needed him in to help block, but we need to see him more involved in the passing game. Good point. Yeah, I think they were kind of caught between a rock and a hard place there with protection. A lot of times when Quentin Morris is healthy, they bring Morris in to block, and Dawson will go still go out in the pass pattern. They did not have Quentin Morris last night. He was out with the illness, inactive. And so I think more of the blocking load fell on Dawson last night. That's why I didn't see him as much. Yeah, you need, he needs to get more. Tar- I would love to see him get more targets. Seven catches for um, 70 yards against the Browns. He had a nice game, yeah. and then all of a sudden he wasn't a big part of the passing yeah, game. He had a dropped, drop pass early. It's a tough catch, but he had a drop pass early, all that. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd love to see him get more involved. But last night, I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to run the ball more than you throw it like they did last night, <laughs> the opportunities, there's fewer to go around. Um, that's just the way it's going to be. And – all you can ask right at this point for Dawson Knox is that when the time comes and as we get deeper in the season, when you need him, you're really going to need him. Yeah. Uh, just hope that he's ready. Break time for us here. A few more thoughts on the tweet sheet when we return. Uh, and I think we've got one more thing in the hopper here. Oh, that's right. The vision to victory. <laughs> Coming up next year on One Bills Live. Stay tuned. Time for Vision to Victory, presented by Atwal Eye Care, the official eye care provider of the Buffalo Bills. And, Steve, I touched on this in the write-up on buffalobills.com after the game last night. The red zone, three for three in the red zone over the last two weeks. The Bills are now six for seven in the red zone, putting it in the end zone. And it makes a difference. It's the main reason why that game was already over well, by the time you reached the fourth quarter. Getting healthy up front helped, uh, even though without Deion Dawkins, getting the guys outside healthy, getting your defense healthy, being able to play complimentary football, all of that stuff. And when you get in the red zone, running the football is an absolute must. Right. If you're so, going to be successful. 14 red zone plays from the line of scrimmage. Nine running plays. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Now, certainly he had two touchdown passes, but he only had one touchdown rushing, um, and it was from one yard out. Yeah, and he walked but in like he walked in. Yeah, it was a great it was a great run run pass option or you know quarterback read, um, and it left Judon on an island. Whether he's gonna he didn't know if Josh was gonna take it, and he was the only guy that had a shot at Singletary, and he just hesitated a split second too long. Um, but, yeah, the threat of the run game in the red zone, and when you got Josh, it's always a threat, but their willingness to hand it to other people and be successful doing it is an enormous asset in red zone offense, and I think, I think it's showing it up right now. Last comment on the tweet sheet from Johnny. Secondary was, in, was dominant in Treyback and Xavier Rhodes there. Secondary was dominant with Treyback and Xavier Rhodes there. It's going to be interesting to see how that rotation goes coming up here in the next couple yeah, of weeks. we'll see. You go veterans, or do you work Dane Jackson back in? Do you work, you know, uh, Kyrie Elam back in? It's going to be interesting to see with the Jets coming up. That's it on, for us today. See you on Monday. Monday at noon. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.